Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. And today on Not the Pastor, we're going to continue our conversation on preaching. Now, last week we talked about being ready to preach when you're not the pastor. And then also we talked about staying in your lane, not making it more difficult for your pastor, not creating problems while you're there in the pulpit. And today we're going to continue that conversation and talk about some ideas, some tips, maybe some practical advice to help us preach well when we're not the pastor. So we're going to jump right into that conversation. Here we go. Let's get into some maybe kind of some more practical nuts and bolts ways of, of how we can do that. How can yeah. we practically, what are some steps that we can take to to be a help in the pulpit to our pastor, to our church, and make sure that we're that we're ready? One of the things that comes up all the time for me personally, I love preaching and it is one of my favorite things to do. And I honestly feel like it's one of the things that God's called me to do. I'm not an expert on it. I'm not wonderful. I think that God's called me to do that and I love doing it. And so mm-hmm. I want to preach more than I do. And I'm saying that, and my pastor is the most generous pastor that I know of. I mean, I preach often three or four times a month. Um, and I'm preaching every Sunday morning in a Sunday school class. I, I, he is super generous. And so what I mean by that is not that he's not giving me enough opportunity, yeah. but that that's something that I want more of. Yeah. And there were certainly times when I felt like he wasn't giving me all the opportunity. Yeah. I felt like I deserved, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I deserve more than this. And I, he should give me more. And he, and man, I look back on those times now. I'm like, dude, you needed to not, <laughs> like, you, you were awful. Yeah. Honestly, what I needed is I needed to learn to be patient and trust yeah. that, yep. My pastor knew what he was doing and that God called me there to be a part of that church. And so I could trust that God was going to illuminate to my pastor when it was the appropriate time and the right opportunity for me to take take those steps. But that took time for him to trust that I would say things well (laughs) and that I had his back. We, We didn't get there overnight. It took time for him to know that he could leave and that he didn't have to call a friend to come in to to cover for him, that he could trust that I wasn't going to do something stupid and dumb (laughs) while he was gone. And so that takes time. And and honestly, man, you might be the best preacher you've ever heard. Like you, you may be a wonderful, great preacher and maybe, maybe just even better than the guy that got us called to pastor that church. Yeah. Th- that's possible that as the second guy that you might be a better preacher than the guy who's in charge. Yeah, it's possible. I-, I would submit that I needed time to like get rid of my preconceived ideas. Yeah. I, I needed time in my life. So I'm-, I'm not even accusing anybody else. I'm saying, I know that I-, I wanted to preach more and that I tried to do a good job. But my goodness, I needed time to learn not to be an idiot, <laughs> not to say dumb stuff. Uh, man, I needed time. God needed to work on me and polish me up a little bit before I got oh, to yeah. get up there two or three times a month and preach yeah. in front of people. And, and there's also the fact that being able to preach often man, to a, a guy when I was fresh out of Bible college and was you know gung ho and I know how to preach and I could do yeah. this better. And I know what I'm doing, man, to, 
Like, can you imagine if I'm that guy then? And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Let's, I, you're doing such a good job. I want to give you every Sunday night from here on out. And my, my head wouldn't have even fit in that building. Like yeah. it would, I yeah, would would have had such a struggle with pride and already struggle with pride as it yeah. is my yeah. goodness <laughs> you struggle with it and no i would have struggled with it then and so yeah. um now that's honest i appreciate yeah. the openness there yeah, yeah. the other thing the other thing is when, man if i want to preach more then i need to be prepared and then take it seriously we talked touched on that already but man if, if it's teen church when I get up to preach, because I'm the youth pastor, and we're going to have a good time in here. And so it's teen church when I get up to preach every time. Yeah. Well, there might be a reason why your yeah. opportunities are limited. If it's always like, hey, we're going to play games and jump around and like, we're, and we're not taking this thing seriously. Yeah. Well, then you and come on, I, I've had the conversations too. Well, teens are people too. And the, the, what we teach in there is just as what they need out there. And that's all fine and good, but there's a s- sense of reverence and a sense of seriousness that needs to yeah. come to that main 11 o'clock service, whatever it is. I mean, we're communicating to God, to these people. And that's a big deal. And we need to take yeah. it seriously and be ready yeah, for it. That's good. And so, and then what I also didn't realize those times when I was like, man, I need to preach more. And I want, I want more. And I'm like chomping at the bit is I had opportunity all the time to preach. Mm. I was the youth pastor. We, we had youth group twice a week. We had Sunday school. So we had 45 or 50 minutes, something like that at Sunday morning. And then I had an hour or hour and 15 minutes on Wednesday night. And okay. I got to preach twice a week right, to wow. those teenagers. And, and that was awesome. And what I often forgot was that that was preaching too. Like I was doing the job that God called me to do when I was going to that place. And when went to nursing homes or have the opportunity, we don't have this at Harvest, but there are people who have jail ministries, those kind of things. You get junior church going on. You have the men's prayer breakfast Devo that you have, you know, there's often we get tons of opportunities, but what often happens in my mind is that's just youth group. That's just junior church. Yeah. That's just nursing home. They don't listen anyway, right? And that's just the the thought before outreach, you know. Right, exactly. Yes. Five yeah. minute meeting before outreach. Right. Yep. And what yeah. will happen then if if I'm not taking those moments and like thinking about, oh my goodness, this is me standing in front of people mm-hmm. communicating the words of God. Yeah. And if I don't have that kind of seriousness to those kind of opportunities, then why would any pastor who is thinking yeah. be like, you know what? This guy deserves an opportunity to speak yeah. to everyone when he can't For speak 45 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He can't handle a five minute Devo, right. but he can, he can certainly handle 45 yeah, minutes. It doesn't here. make sense. Of course. I read a thesis paper today. And one of the points was that when people who are in that second person position are often feel more fulfilled when they have more opportunity to preach. Mm. But what I think is missing in that statement or what is important to remember is we probably have lots of chances and it's important for us to to be serious about every single one we take. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's so good. Man, honestly, even just thinking of family devos. Yeah, absolutely. You you don't even have to have some official time frame that's been given to you. Just steward the opportunity to read the Bible with your kids. And yes, you know, hey, this is what we just read. What do you, you know, the Bible is talking about lying there. You know, yeah. little little Johnny, little, you yeah. know, Janet. What, what, yeah. what do you? What's a lie? You know, and yeah. talking through those kind of things with them. Just and every time you open the the Word of God, taking it seriously, yep. with a, a mind of helping the people who are listening. Yeah, that that's good. I appreciate that, Thomas.
That's the, that's uh, convicting right there. <laughs> what is amazing to me, we're talking about family devotions, and both of my older two children accepted mm. Christ during family devotions. I love it. Both of them did. And both times, and I'll be honest and just tell you that I struggled to get that started with my family. Yeah. And it was those times where we struggled to make it happen. And it was staying up late or getting busy yeah. in the evening yeah. and just, uh, yeah. and, and both times got to a preaching service somewhere and Jesus just convicted me like, you need to yeah. get better about this. And yeah. I get better about it. And my daughter accepts Jesus. Right. And, yeah. and then life goes on and I'm like, man, yeah. I mess up. It was missions conference and preacher got up and just tamered whatever it was, had probably nothing to do with family devos and yeah. just broke my heart. And it was like three weeks later and my son gets saved. And that's great. If I'm not taking those opportunities seriously, yeah. like, man, I, I'm handicapping. Yeah. I'm limiting the work of Jesus in my kids' life. That's, yeah. that's awful. That's terrible. Yeah. I'll take every opportunity. I think that's great. Something that I've recently come to accept is in my personal life, I prefer teaching and preaching series. So I really mm -hmm. like going through like a passage yeah. and, and breaking it up into three and four weeks and building each time and coming to the right. So we're, I'm digging into each paragraph and we're finding yeah. that, you know, that take home truth, that central idea, we're working on those things. And then, and then watch how those things build up together until you get like the big idea of the whole passage. And, yeah. and I love that like discovery and I love teaching and preaching. That, that sense way. of they, accomplishment yes, with everybody yep. together. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. As you might imagine, it's hard to do that when you preach this week and then you don't preach again for seven yeah. weeks and then you're preaching a Wednesday night this time and a Sunday night that time and a, a Sunday morning over here six weeks down the road. Yeah. It's hard to do that. But what I've recently come to the decision about is that actually can be helpful for me to continue to preach through series even though they're disjointed. And so this is just maybe, maybe nobody else likes to do preach through series. Mm. That may seriously just be me, but I I've discovered that it's okay that my series aren't every week back to back to back. Yeah. And what that does for me is it makes me better at my introductions. Mm. I can, I want to work and get people to where we are, but mm. also I'm crafting this message so it can stand alone. So if, yeah. if this is a Sunday morning service and the other two times that I preached in this series, it was around Wednesday nights, they're going to be people that were not there on Wednesday night. And so this is now on Sunday morning, the first time they're here in this, yeah. this series. And I don't need to be like, Oh, I preached three times about this. And if you weren't here, shame on you. Like, I don't need yeah. to say any of that. What I need to do as a good preacher is get this message ready. So it can yeah. stand all by it. Good. All by its lonesome yeah. and yeah. can communicate the word of God where it is. But somebody who's paying attention and can step back and can remember and can see the whole, where we've been, maybe they're taking notes or whatever, man, they can join that journey with you. Yes. That's okay. That's been super helpful for me. Did a, a series through a couple of verses in Deuteronomy and took about five weeks going through the the, the Shema prayer that mm, the Jews would yeah. have pre or prayed every morning yeah. and evening and just marched through that. And so there were people that were like, hey, you, you mentioned that you've preached those other ones. I don't remember hearing that. And I'm like, well, they were on a Wednesday night. You, you might have yeah. been in junior, you know, might have been helping kids or whatever, or you might not have been there, whatever. <laughs> but you could go get those messages if you wanted or you just be appreciative of the part that you heard. And that's awesome yeah. as well. And so trying to, trying but to the do fact that, that they can stand alone. Yes, that, that's, that's very it. practical. Yep. Yeah, and so trying good. to do that. And that helped me. One of the best parts about series is that I know where I am next. And so yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going through Matthew, right. In a yeah. series like that. But yeah. if I'm going through the Lord's prayer, yeah. know, so I could do something like that. And so I know or a when, short book, maybe Ruth yeah, or something sure. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That would work out appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I know then, 
that, Hey, I preach tonight here. So I know next time pastor asks me to preach, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's a month and a half or five months from now, I'm going to yeah. be in this place. And that, yeah, that gives helpful. me something to be ready for. And I can be working yeah. on those things. That's, that's yeah. helpful for me. And so, yeah. I, and I, I don't know if this would be a appropriate time to plug this in or not, or even if it would be helpful. It, it, it's helpful to me. You, you mentioned um, you know, back at the beginning of this, this discussion, um, just kind of having a list of different passages that you're, you know, wanting to preach through, or even, even um, like what you were just referencing now, having a, a series that you've picked out that, okay, next time I preach, this will be the next one. But sometimes there could be a situation in which, you know, maybe there is a little bit more preparation on your pastor's end. And he says, Hey, I want you to preach this service. And yeah. this is the series I'm going through. Can you preach yeah. this specific passage? Yeah. yeah. And, and there's pros and cons to that pro yeah. is you don't spend any time trying to figure out the passage. And yeah. also a lot of the background work is probably done for you. Cause your yeah. pastor probably has some notes to share with you and such. Yeah. Honestly, that, that happens with me a lot. Yeah. Um, sure. Just with the, the way that my pastor and I work, it, it could be in a situation like that though that the first step in that process is getting passionate about the passage yes. that has Man, been given good. to you. That's Cause good. I don't ever want to just stand up and preach, Hey, here's my pastor's notes. I'm yes. just reading these off to you, yeah, no, but to, yeah. to make it your own, to internalize yes. it and go, Hey, you know, I, I'm filling in here. This isn't a passage I picked out, but this is God's word. And yes. this is how it's helped me and having right. that, that burden. Yeah. Um, so so good. it, it could just be that uh, that we need to first get excited about it. Yeah, and, yeah, that's awesome. Selecting that passage. Yeah, I would also, um, in preparation for this conversation, read um, a couple of different blogs and books that I have, those kind of things. And mm -hmm. more than once, it, it mentioned that if your pastor is in a series and he didn't ask you to preach next, uh -huh. don't do that. Don't, like, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't be like, hey, pastor preached here last week. And yeah. let me tell you what he did wrong. Yeah. Or on the other yeah. hand, like, oh, this is where pastor would have been if he was here. He didn't right. ask me to preach this, but yeah. now I'm going to preach what he would have preached if he was here. Or, and, or if he does ask you to preach, don't change anything that he's preached right. in the, yes. I mean, that kind of goes back to what you said before, <laughs> yeah. like correcting, you know, the doctrine or whatever. Don't yes. go. Okay. So pastors preached the last three weeks in this, this, you know, book of the Bible, but let, let me change, you know, this is, right. this is what he got wrong. Let, That's not how I would word that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to let's not do that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's good. Um, I think also something that's helpful is to seek feedback and specifically mm. seek it from your pastor. Man, um, that's hard to do though. Sometimes, man, it's awful. <laughs> the times that I really have taken this to heart and have really tried the things that I'm often reminded of is I'm not nearly as good as I think I am. Right. That's uh, like, that yeah. is one of the things and my pastor's gracious. I'm not saying he rips me apart, anything like that. I'm saying I've, there've been times where I'm like, man, I'm so excited that that came out really well. I, I think I nailed that one. And then, yeah. Hey pastor, how, what'd you think? How'd that go? You Fishing know, for a compliment, be, right? Yeah. It, well, yes, that's yeah. <laughs> for being completely honest. I've been yeah. So that's exactly what has happened. Yeah. How'd you think I did on that one? <laughs> I really knocked and, that one out of the park. Yeah. And then he'll come with, with well, it was good, but, and man, that criticism is hard to hear. Yeah. And there have been times where he's, he's criticized or he said, Hey, and criticized in the right way. Right. I mean, I asked for it. And so criticized in the right way, he's given me constructive feedback. You 
think about this, do this instead, those kind of things. And I'm like, man, I don't think that that's accurate or I don't think that that's right. And then I'll listen and I'll be like, oh my goodness, that was awful. I'm so glad that he pointed that out. And even if I don't end up agreeing with everything that he's said, what I did learn then in those kind of situations is it's important for me then to be humble and to seriously consider the feedback. Yeah. There's also times where maybe my pastor is feedback isn't something that he maybe we aren't going to get connected that time or or there's not uh yeah. or, or whatever there could be a, mil- a million reasons there would be pastors that maybe don't think that that's important or whatever and so if that's if that's if you're in a spot where maybe your pastor isn't giving you the feedback that is helpful or it's always yeah that was good good job whatever right and that's not helpful either to be like yep that was great wouldn't change yeah. a thing every time yeah. Yeah. Man, then that's that's not really the kind of feedback I'm looking for. I'm looking to yeah. get better. I'm looking to do a better job yeah. communicating. Did, what I, yeah. I'm just wondering, have you utilized um, your your live streaming or or the you know the recordings of yourself and and watched yourself preach? I you have. Ever do that. I. I yeah. How fun I is have. that? It's awful. Yeah. And every time. <laughs> so much. Yes. That, that's it's so helpful. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And it is. And it's, I know that it's uncomfortable and I yeah. know that it's terrible. And I know that nobody loves hearing themselves. Maybe there are people that just love hearing themselves talk, but in the, those live stream situations, man, I, I spend the whole time cringing. Like, man, why would you say that? What was that? Like, why yeah. would you do that? Like, what was that? Just come on. Yeah. Why wow, you, you did that or said that 43 times in right. five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to, but my yeah. goodness, no wonder everybody looked bored. Cause you're yeah. boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely, but what I've then noticed is when I'm faithful to practice and when I'm faithful looking for feedback. And if that's myself, if I'm, if I'm giving myself self feedback and using the live stream, then I I come away better from it. But we also have, we have friends that can help you. And in this day and age, we're in the moment where we have live streams all over the place. If you have good friends that are interested in preaching and interested in um, helping that way, it would be, it would be awesome if you could get with a couple of guys and say, Hey, I preached this week. Mm-hmm. Would you guys get on there and be honest with me? Like, come on, don't tell me how good I did. Be honest with me and tell me where I could do better. Yeah. And, yeah, and then that's a good thought. open yourself up to have that back and be creating a group there. And I think it's so important to give your pastor the yeah. opportunity to be a yeah. part of that, but having, we other also have wives there would be helpful as well. And, so that's the, <laughs> and then, Oh, it's sometimes to too good of a job, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My wife does a great job telling me where, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, she's my wife. Yes. Does, she, yeah. because we talk about what I'm preaching, because yeah. we talk about those things, it is, she often knows what I was hoping to get yeah. across and they could very honestly tell me, ah, you, you did it this yeah. time. Or, you really didn't. Or especially in our my Sunday school yeah. lessons when I'm, teaching and preaching there the the conversation on the way home from church yeah. hey how'd sunday school yeah. go hey, that was so yeah. much information and i'll know okay go back to the next week i need there need to readdress or i need to get back in here and, and slim it down you yeah you know what i've gotten into doing and it seems like such an obvious thing i don't know maybe some guys don't enjoy doing this i, I actually hate preaching to myself like in the mirror beforehand yeah. but i feel like that is so helpful yeah. so what i've what i've gotten to doing instead is i'll I'll preach it to my wife, my, my family, actually, like at, at dinner the night before the day before or whatever, or around a lunch table, you know, an yeah. abbreviated version. Yeah. And that can be so helpful on the, on yes. the front end, you know, being more yep. proactive, not just, Hey, what, 
what did I do bad? But, you know, right. hey, what do you think about this? Does this story resonate? Yes. And, and just talking it out loud ahead of time. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll get even my illustrations will come to me in the minute while I'm, you know, going yes. through those thoughts, preaching it out loud, or my wife will remind me of something. So I, yeah. I love bouncing. You, you, you mentioned that. I, I remember that, that I love bouncing those messages off my wife ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's helpful. My wife loves to be a part of those things with me. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, obviously she's not getting up there and preaching with me, yeah. but she loves to be a part of ministry and wants yep. to serve Jesus too. And, yeah. and wants me to do a good job like yeah. serving Jesus. And so when she'll often ask, Hey, what are you preaching this week? Yeah. Where's that going? And if I'm not ready, then it's really embarrassing. And I get all, I don't know yet. I'm uh, leave me alone. I'm trying to, think. but when I'm ready and when I know what I'm talking about and know where I'm going, yeah. that conversation often provides clarity. I, I appreciate that. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. The next thing that I would just think about as something helpful is just to be careful when you're reusing messages. It's so tempting to be like, oh, I preach this in the youth group and now I get to preach it in big church. I remember a quote from Brother Sam. If a message was worth preaching or worth hearing the first time, it's probably worth hearing the second time. And if I didn't do a good enough job the first time, I deserve a second chance to preach it at the second time. There you <laughs> go. A, I like was, that. Yeah, he was, he was, of course, joking and playing. I agree. And with the mindset that like the word of God is good to hear again. And we need that. We, we need the repetition sometimes, Yeah. but just as a caution and be careful that yeah. we're not just pulling the leftovers out and yeah. throwing them on the table with no work to make it fresh, no work to make it new. Yeah. We're not letting Jesus do a work in us and it threw us again, but it's yeah. just like, Oh yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I preach that. A year ago, I'll preach that yeah. again, I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. And being careful about that. And then also, man, if you're the youth pastor or you're the, you're teaching the young adult class or you're teaching the children's ministry, whatever, and you're then going to pull that and you preached that to your yeah. teenagers, and then you're going to preach it to the main service, you best realize and best remember that some of those people were there. Like yeah. your, your teenagers might be in the same room. And so they're yeah. hearing this a second time. It's not fair to them. I mean, they, they deserve the word of God communicated to them in a fresh and good way too. Yeah. And so yep. just be mindful of that. And so here's my advice. If you're re-preaching something, if it's something that you've already preached and you don't need to broadcast that people that know yeah. that you're re-preaching know. Yeah. And people yeah. that don't know are going to think poorly that you're yeah. giving them something that you've already done. And yeah. so just leave it alone. If, if that's what Jesus told you to preach, right? If you if you feel that this is the message that God has for you, then preach that and do it well. Yeah. But but don't be like, ah, oh, I preached this last time and I was too busy this week to get this, and so we're gonna we're gonna do this one again. Don't do that. Yeah. And it'll be like, oh, this is what we preached in Sunday school three weeks ago, and so the when Pastor told me I was preaching, this was this was all I could think about, and so yeah. you know those kind of that that sounds lazy. Not like yeah, you're hearing exactly. from Jesus. And yeah. so if you're lazy, well, then that's a, that's a different conversation, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think many of us are trying to be that. So instead yeah. be mindful that you don't look lazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there's an expectation there as well that if, okay, he's preached this before this better be good. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to let people know, Hey, there, there's a very specific reason why I'm repreaching this because it was good or this reason, or I think this, you know, this is right for this setting mm -hmm. and, and God laid it on my heart and told me he wanted me to preach it. Yeah. Then there's a certain, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. But there's an expectation there that it's going to be worth hearing yeah. or better than the last time you preached it. Cause you've now, you know, though yeah. it wasn't 
you know, there's been more prep time now put into it. It's had more practice. So yeah, Yeah. sure. I mean, I know there are evangelists that there's kind of the joke that you've got my four or five messages, but I I know there are preachers that we both respect who have preached the same passage hundreds of times, hundreds of times, the same passage, probably even much the same message, Mm -hmm. but because they maybe have opportunity to do that, they, they preach it, you know, at different churches or they, you know, different, uh, you know, just different settings where it's been years since they preached it again, since they preached it before, then yeah, that's fine. But it's a great message. Like I don't mind if I've heard it in the past. And so it it really helps if it's good, I guess is what I'm saying. Don't, don't preach a bad message multiple times. It's okay to preach a good one. Right. Well, and, and I just think that it's important to make sure that the people that you are preaching to, right. You're, you're standing up in front of a group of people who, Mm -hmm. who are there because they love Jesus. Maybe they're there because they love you, but man, most of them are going to be there because they love Jesus and they want to hear from God. Yeah. And so don't come to that place and don't come to that situation with the idea or the mindset that like, eh, this is good enough and mm. do the work to make sure that what you're preaching is fresh and for them. And so that yeah. that's, might take some work. It might take some time, but it's, it's worth doing that. And so if you're good. re-preaching, if you're reusing messages, fine, be mindful, just, just be careful is all I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Yep. And then when you're preaching, you need to be yourself. Uh you don't need to be your favorite preacher. There you, go. you don't need to be your pastor, right? Yeah. You can, you, there's things that phrases and things that I picked up from my pastor, those phrases and mannerisms I picked up from the, the pastor I was under in Bible college, yep. my you know, other favorite preachers that I've had along the way. And I look up yes. to and I respect, but it's also super important that I'm preaching. And when I come to that pulpit, I'm preaching what God has given me. Just be the person God called you to be. He wants to yeah. communicate through you. That's what he yeah. wants. So yeah, no, that's great. Last piece here is just be grateful for every single opportunity. Mm. God called your pastor to that pulpit. He doesn't have to share it. That's his pulpit. That's what God has given him to be in charge of and minister over. And the fact that he shares with me is incredible that he would share that load, that responsibility, that accountability. God's God's holding him accountable for what goes on there at Harvest. And the fact that he would trust me to stand up there and to not make him look like a fool and not take for granted the things that he's, and I need to be grateful and thankful for every opportunity that I get to preach. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. So true. So true. Well, I know I, I will be preaching at our church on a Wednesday night in less than a week. So this is very timely even for me. So (laughs) it doesn't help anybody else. It's it's helping me at the very least. So appreciate those thoughts. so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. Sure hope this conversation about preaching was a help to you. If it was, we would sure appreciate it if you would rate and review this podcast on iTunes. You can find the five stars there and you just click those five stars and then leave us a review and tell us the things that you appreciate about this podcast. We would sure appreciate that. And then we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Facebook dot com backslash not the pastor we have conversations there every week and would love to hear from you there until next week we are not the pastor Mm -hmm.